This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The Trigano! It's absolutely world-class from Marcus Trigano! Johnson puts it in the air. Aiden Fred wins the hour! It's the it's still with Lee Gregory. He's in the box. Tries to screw him. Is it going to be there? Yes! yes! Oh my word! Hello, good evening and welcome to the episode of the Wednesday Week. Hello from the Other Side edition. Tonight I'm joined by Steve Grant from the Total Saints podcast as we talk about the upcoming fixture this weekend, uh, one that uh, I'm pretty sure they should all be calling the Danfudge Derby in... A lot of production value happening today, Steve. It's not too shabby, is it? <laughs> I, I tell you, you what it is. Work I, that. I love that. Yeah, I spent a lot of time making those, so uh, you're getting them all. You're getting them all. And, and the uh, the first one there, the main titles, just uh, give me, um, well, memories of, of happier times, given the way this season going. Now, Steve, uh, tell us about your show. Tell us about your podcast. Tell us about uh, about how often we are, how long has it been going, all the rest of it. Yeah, so uh, Total Saints podcast has been running probably about four, four and a bit years now, I think. Um, I've been involved for, for the last three of that, um, which up until this season has been largely a miserable experience. Um, yes, yeah, so we we broadcast every live every Sunday night on um, basically all of the channels. Uh, mm-hmm. So YouTube, Twitch, uh, Facebook, Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it, Instagram, uh, probably left something out there as well, um, at quarter past seven every Sunday. Um, and then also the sort of audio only version hits, um, hits everybody's feeds on first thing Monday morning. Yeah, I'm sure it probably helps out. If you've had a good result, I've noticed the listeners go up on a Monday morning as people are driving to work. Uh, now Steve, now, uh, just, you probably don't know this, but I, um, uh, just for the listeners back in Sheffield right now, uh, for the ones that uh, that have listened to this show for a while, I lived in Southampton for about 15 years. Um, 
and I now live further down the south coast in Brighton. And, uh, you know, every year I regret getting a season ticket. So uh, this year is no different. Uh, however, back in uh, back in the first game of the season, back in August, I made the, uh, made the trip again. And uh, it's a long way to go. And uh, the first game of the season, some would argue we didn't play uh, the Saints team that um, that are playing now. And arguably, given the form that you're in of late, uh, you know, James Ward, who is what everybody's probably thinking now, right? Um, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you look at our look at our results since the end of September, and yeah, there's there's a case that that we're now a we're now a more coherent unit, certainly. Mm-hmm. Um, but would I mean, would any of us have Ward Prowse back in back in our central midfield? Absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, how he how he's not made it into the England squad in the last couple of um, rounds of internationals is is baffling, quite frankly. But um, kind of not our not our uh, not our fight to fight to wage anymore. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, who else? Are we, who else is on that list of, uh, of people that are missed? Was Teller one of them? Uh, yeah, Teller. Um, Teller thought he'd scored, but it turned out he'd um, it flicked off Adam Armstrong's. Um, Probably some one of his hairs at the at the end of his um, end of his forehead, um, so he was given the goal instead. Um, Trying to think who else. I know Romeo Lavia was on the bench, but um, never made it off off of there. That's right. That's um, right. Other than that, I don't think there were there were that there were many. Um, well, it's, it's not a, it's not a too shabby list. Just that three to no. be fair, Steve. Is it? Let, let's be honest. Um, so let let's talk about to start with. Let's talk about that game up at Hillsborough where you absolutely passed us to death. Now, unbeknownst to us at this point in time, we had a terrible manager in charge, and we had uh, what some could argue. I mean, all right, it's changed a little bit recently. Some could argue we'd made some absolute terrible, god awful signings as well um, that, that had just not clicked. Um, now, somehow that game finished two one. And you had, I want to say, all of the ball the whole time, the entire 90 minutes at, at this point. You must have thought, this league's a piece of piss, right? You must have thought you were going to sail up that league. Um, I mean, there, there was certainly a lot of reaction to that to that effect. Um, I mean, you don't get, I mean, what did we get? A thousand passes in the end that night, I think, which yeah, was just wow. mental. Um I mean, the thing I think the thing that impressed me the most about us that night was the way we handled injury time, because obviously mm-hmm. that was back at the time where there was the big crackdown on time wasting. Every every little indiscretion is going to be a yellow card. Everything's going to be added on, and we had double figures at the end of both halves. And and yet I I think you had two. We gave you two touches in the whole yep. of injury time. Yep. And it was just like, oh, okay. Um, we kind of know how to how to deal with this now. Um, but as it turned out, I think that was a little bit of a false false um, picture. We're we're certainly not as pass happy as as that now. Um, we're we're a lot more pragmatic when we need to, basically because we got our pants pulled down by um, Sunderland and Leicester, mm-hmm. um, conceding nine goals in two games, and everyone realised, yeah, we're not going to be able to do this um, uh, to that to that extent. I think we were. I think beneficiaries of a relatively kind start um, with no no disrespect sort of meant, but playing a team that had come up through the playoffs where you're you're already at a two week disadvantage to the other two teams you've come up with, um, and of course with all the the off field shenanigans that was going on at, at your place over the summer, it mm-hmm. didn't feel like you were ready. No, uh, I, I, I I'd, I'd agree with that. It's really. Um, but actually, the game's the game's a lot closer than than 
the statistics um and and kind of the way that everyone sort of took a look at took a look at the way we played and thought well um we're going to batter teams if we play like that yeah but actually we didn't really create that many chances in the end um no. it, it was a lot of possession for possession's sake um and while it looked pretty and we kept possession and we played these nice little pretty triangles um it was all in front of you. We didn't really turn, um, get your defence turned very much. It was only when the two wingers managed to run the fullbacks. Um, I mean, Patterson, bless him, had a torrid time against Sam Adozi, um, mm. first half. Um, but other than that, I, I kind of thought we didn't, we didn't do that much until the last twenty minutes, where suddenly we, we kind of picked the pace up a little bit. Um, once we, once we started operating at a, with a little bit more pace force that defence into um, sort of having to act a lot quicker and react quicker, um, all of a sudden we started creating some chances. And um, I think we deserved to win, but it, was, it wasn't it was as comfortable as a lot of people like to make out, I think. Yeah, I think the, you know, the passing stats, like, like you say, were, were kind of flattered to deceive somewhat because when it actually manifested itself to shots on goal and, and goals converted, you know, Stats-wise, it was uh, you know it was a drubbing nine 0 for us the other way. <laughs> you know what I mean? And somehow we got one back and made it a, a tense ending to that game. Uh, now you know, as I mentioned at the top of the show, I lived in Southampton for for fifteen years, and um, so I I, I kind of knew all about Lieber. I uh, I used to borrow my girlfriend at the time's dad's season ticket through the UEFA Cup runs and the uh, and the Cumin times, and then you know him moving to Everton, falling to shit, and uh, and then. And then Marcus Lieber passing away and, and all the rest of it. Where where are we now with Saints and the relationship with the fans? Because there was there was a point where it passed on to his daughter and everybody was incredulous that um she didn't really give as much as a shit as uh, as as her dad did, and it and it became a, it became a noose around her neck and people complained about that. Where are we with that now? Where does that sit right now? I think yeah, I mean I, I think that assessment is a little bit harsh on on her. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, got to remember, Marcus actually passed away before we were even promoted out of League One. Yeah. So um, she had she had sole ownership for a long time, um, mm-hmm. which basically coincided with the good years, really. Um, mm-hmm. So she was she was 100 percent owner f- um, through the champ through promotion out out of League One, promotion th- straight through the Championship, and basically up until I think up until um Kuman left mm-hmm. um so I think it was that maybe that season once Claude Puel had been um had been appointed um and he was fine as well got us to a cup final um yeah and, and uh, one of the best cup finals I've seen in a lot oh, we, of years and, as well I mean it, it was infuriating because we should have won that yeah uh, yeah if, had it not been for we, um for Zlatan we, we, yeah I mean Zlatan I've just got I've just got this awful record of games where where he's playing and I'm there in person. Um, so I, <laughs> so I, I've seen three games of Zlatan live. Um, to, we played so um, away against United that se- that season. He scored twice, mm-hmm. and obviously scored twice in the cup final. Um, and then I was also present in Stockholm when he scored those four goals against England in that Brilliant. friendly. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm delighted he's retired. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so who's who's in charge now? Are the, are the funds starting to become available? I mean, obviously you made a few quid in the transfer window in, and made mega money in terms of championship. And then you've got obviously the much maligned parachute payments and all the rest of it. Is this getting reinvested back into the club? Um, I mean, I would say we're basically we've basically broken even under current mm-hmm. ownership. Um, so the current owners. Uh, company called sports republic um who are kind of the front man is um is rasmus ankerson who um you, you may remember was the data was kind of one of the data guys at brentford um mm-hmm. kind mm-hmm. of uh sort of second in command to uh matthew benham there um and he's kind of now fronting up this um this new um organization they're trying to go down this multi-club ownership um structure which i personally i hate but um that's that's kind of by the by for the time being now because they own, currently only own i think two clubs um mm-hmm. got, got a second division side in turkey as well um but they've got uh the money is coming from a serbian um businessman called dragon solach um who used to be in media over there he used to have the biggest um sort of tv broadcasting station um but because he was kind of anti um current government he was pushed to one side and his licenses were revoked and things like that so he's he's basically binned all of that off now and I'm not actually sure what he's doing in terms of generating any extra funds but certainly he's got enough to fund um what he wants to do from a from a sporting sense so they've been in okay. since the start of last season um is that right um no sorry the the january the year before so mm. um so that basically last the summer before last so obviously the start of our relegation season was their first summer as as owners okay. and we spent a bit of money but it was all on um all on sort of youth sort of young players who um you could bring them in polish them up and sell them on for a profit um which the idea is fine but you're still trying to stay afloat in Premier League football and it's and obviously they made a bit of a pig's ear of it in the end um not helped yeah. by um appointing Nathan Jones which was um I mean you'll go you'll go some way to find a find a worse appointment in Premier League history I reckon uh he, he still believes he's big news though given the uh best, best, coach, in, you- best coach in Europe Best coach in Europe is what he said when Southampton were about lost about five on the bounce, if I remember yeah. rightly. It came on came on the back of that. Now, Southampton have been known for being a bit of a selling club. Given you know, given the time I, I, I was there, everybody was you know up in arms. I mean, I remember that summer when I think the first one to go was Dayan Lovren, and then he, yep. it's like he it's like he texted a WhatsApp group at the team <laughs> and went, "Lads, we're all going to Liverpool. Who's coming?" And I think about five of them went up there. There, there was there was Milner. There was uh, Lambert. Uh, who, who, <laughs> there was a, so it was a so from us. Yeah, so from us it was Lambert, Lalana, and Lovren all went to Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Um, Shaw went to Man United, and uh, oh god, who was the other one? And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. 
Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. We all know away days are mint, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now with the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. For more information, see mcdonalds.com. See you later. Uh, Van Dyke, I think, uh, a couple of years no, later. He, no, he was, he was, yeah, he was much later. So Van Dyke came in um, the year after that exodus. Right. So he was he was a fair bit later. We actually brought in uh, Toby Aldevero on loan um, to, right. re- to replace Lovren, and he was brilliant. Uh, we had a deal to sign him, but um, Atletico basically screwed us over because um, they because they got more money from Spurs. Mm-hmm. Um, but we yes, yeah, so we replaced replaced those guys with Graziano Pella, Dusan Tadic, Sadio Mane, uh, Victor Wanyama. Um, so it wasn't a bad. Halcyon um, days as well. Yeah, they one, they were fun I mean, that, days. That, that, that team was that team was absolutely incredible. Um, yeah. and it was yeah, yeah. it was probably Kuman's be- Kuman's best time as a manager, I reckon, in terms yeah, of demonstrating I mean, his tactical tactical flexibility, man management. Because he though, and those both of those things are things that he's notably struggled at with other with other clubs he's managed. Absolutely, Everton, Everton, namely being the main one. I remember being everybody was genuinely like. There's a few players that will go, and you're like, "All right, fair enough, it's a bigger club." But with Kuman to go to Everton, who, I, I mean, he'd just taken Southampton to a seventh or eighth. Sixth. Oh, yeah, and you broke into the UEFA Cup or Europa yeah. League that year, and then he went to Everton that had finished something like 13, 14th or something. And it just seemed like a big step down. But that's when Mashiri had just gone in. He said, "Oh, I've got all this money to spend," and. Uh, and he just didn't uh, didn't live up to standards. But anyway, listen, we could reminisce about the old days uh, as much as we like. So uh, I'll tell you what I do have. I have the lineup against your credible one-all draw against um, against Norwich away at, uh, at Carrow Road. Now, that's a credible result. And I, I, annoyingly, that's your worst result in the last five games as well, because I think mm. that's the only draw and the rest have been wins over the last five games. So looking at that line up there on the screen, I mean, is, the, is there going to be any mega changes this Saturday? Uh, so Aribo's not available because he's uh, in the Nigeria squad for AFCON. Um, mm-hmm. So he's uh, he's away for, for the foreseeable. Um, and Sam Adozi's out injured uh, probably about the same time, probably for the, for the whole month. Uh, mm-hmm. We imagine with a ankle injury that he took when Jack Jack Stacy decided that um, he was chasing down um, Dozy. Kind of got to the byline to put a crossover, and Stacy did that usual sort of defender's thing of getting there just a, just late enough to um, to stamp on his ankle. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's, that old that's chestnut. Been, well, that's yeah, great news that, for Callum Patterson, then, isn't it? Yes, that's, it is. Uh... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He'll he'll just have Ryan Fraser to deal with instead. Oh, that's all right then. I, um, great. Great. <laughs> so um, this, other is, than that, this is really going to be say, a big test, isn't it? Yeah, I, I would say I would probably imagine actually Jack Stevens, even though he's club captain, I think he will probably mm-hmm. he'll probably step down. So Walker Peters will go back to his um, familiar position of right back because um, that that line up there where um, Stevens has basically been shoehorned into the team, it's mm-hmm. ki- it kind of unbalanced us a little bit. We weren't quite at our best. Um, on New Year's Day, so I, I, I would imagine we'll go back to the sort of previous normal lineup of uh, Walker Peters at right back, Manning left back, Harwood Bellis and Bednarek, 
and then the midfield you can kind of pick three from pick three from six i think um flynn downs is probably the only one guaranteed his place if he's if he's fit um because he's had he's had these weird il- illness problems all season um he managed to give himself e coli um <laughs> by not cooking chicken properly um it's like, oh, he's a medium rare guy what can i say yeah. like <laughs> insane amazing. yeah amazing okay so let's let's talk about further that then so you know if if i'd have if i'd have spoke to you eight weeks ago this would have been a uh a, a pipe dream but are you guys looking at playoffs or are you going to go straight for the pie and you're thinking i, I want to just want to get straight back down and straight back out of this league let's let's get back up to the promised land or are you like us thinking i wish ipswich would just fuck off <laughs> well if ipswich remind me of us from from 12 13 years ago when we went straight yeah. through in that they didn't seem to have a that many sort of out and out stars at that point although obviously mm-hmm. the the team that we had that went up obviously a number of stars emerged from it the likes of Lalana Lambert Schneidlin um mm-hmm. Fonte and people like that um but at the t- at the time you look at Ipswich's team and there's while they they they're good players obviously individually you look at them and you don't you don't necessarily think well who would you take out of that Ipswich side and put in Leicester's team, for example? Yeah. Um, there's probably one, maybe two players. Yeah. Um, whereas they've just got they've just got a system that works for them. And they're obviously full of confidence. Um, then they're a team that's used to winning games of football. Um, and they've their system has worked even despite the uh, despite the step up in quality that 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 they've um that they've had. Um, Plymouth not not coping quite so well, um, but they're they're basically doing Plymouth are basically the Brighton to 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 us when when we went up um, as yeah. as runner, runners up to them back in um, back in 2011. So I think yeah, there's there's symmetry there, but I I mean I do think that we've got now that we've kind of ironed out the problems that we that everybody saw from us in September where we were an absolute mess. Um, we've gone a bit more pragmatic. Russell Martin has accepted that. Yeah, okay. I tried to push. I tried to push this a little bit too far, and it 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 didn't quite work. And it's made us all look a bit stupid. Um, now we're getting into a situation where we are now. We're not just grinding out the wins, which we were at the at the start of the season. All of our wins in the first two or three months were by the odd goal. Um, but we're now starting to get games um, at home where we are battering teams. So Blackburn yeah. was up four on um, Swansea, Swansea. Was five on. Um, yeah, that was a hell of a goal in that in that Swansea yeah. game as well, wasn't there? I remember yeah, one but, of them. But they are. Yeah. I mean, they, but both of those teams came to play, mm-hmm. um, and they they left themselves a little bit open in the second half. Um, right, and and we basically picked them off in the last 20, 25 minutes. Um, that's. I mean, it's been the key thing for us this season. It's been the number of late goals. Which, we've scored i think we've earned about 10 or 11 points from goals in the last five minutes um and if you and that comes from the that comes from the system that comes from having all of that possession forcing the forcing the opposition to be constantly on the move and tracking and checking what's behind them and it's exhausting and mm. and in the end you you grind them down and you get and you get the rewards late in the game so that's 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 kind of the one big justification i think for the um for russell martin's system that, that he's devised that that it allows us to um to know that as long as the, as long as we are in the game with um 10 15 minutes to go we fancy our chances and and that will that will um 
that will be the, be the case against anybody in this division, I, I imagine. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So before we wrap this up then, Steve, what about uh, what about predictions? How are you feeling? You're feeling confident? You're feeling, uh, you know, we, I mean, we've, we've had a decent upturn in form, but I don't know if we've got to Southampton level upturn of form just yet. I mean, if you saw the cup game against Cardiff, we won 4-0, but for some that reason... Was, that, was a, that was a weird old start, wasn't it? I, I, honestly, I, I was saying on the podcast last night that uh, we've uh, I had more fun watching the first seven minutes of that game than what I did with the entirety of the first 12 games and the entire time under Pulis and uh, Josh Lukai five years ago. So, you know, that was a hell of a start to a game, but it wasn't it wasn't a comprehensive win, even though the scoreline would suggest that. So, mm. you know, I mean, I, I, how are you feeling? Let's get a prediction together. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I'll always be confident of us at home now. Um, we're seven seven wins in a row at home. I think we've conceded twice in that time. Um, so yeah, we're we're looking very strong at home. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I think ultimately when you're when you're in third place and you're playing against playing against a team in the bottom three, you you're going to be expected to win. That's Absolutely. ultimately the the expectation is actually probably the one thing that might hold us back. But so far. Um, in this run, the um, the fan base has shown a remarkable level of patience, which I must admit I didn't think I didn't think we had it in us um, based on previous years. But um, we're not concerned if it's if it's goalless into the second half because we know mm. that we've got this. We've got we've it's got strength. Push. Well, yeah, and we've got we've got a lot of strength off the bench. Um, Trey Adams generally doesn't start games, and yet he's coming on. Um, with 20 minutes, half an hour to go. To um, I tell you what, Steve, I'm sorry to cut, cut in there on you. Che Adams, I, for me, right? So you know, he managed to break into the Scotland squad. Doesn't score enough goals for me. He seemed. It, it reminds me a lot of who was the guy you had before him, uh, Redmond. Like, did a lot of running. Looks really exciting, but couldn't seem to finish his dinner. Do, yeah. do you feel like Adams was an upgrade from from Redmond? Um, I mean, they're different players. I'd say Redmond was is more of a wide player that that can mm. play can play through the middle, um, whereas Adams is your sort of stereotypical number nine. Uh, can play can play with his back to goal, good in the air, uh, reasonably strong. Not got an awful lot of pace, but he's he's got he's got that little bit of sharpness occasionally. But yeah, his finishing is what lets him down, um, which is why I'm, I was amazed. Like Sky, like Sky Sports News earlier today saying, "Oh, three Premier League sides are interested in him." It's like why. <laughs> Why? Snap, snap their hand off. Get them, Steve. Um, Get them this, all. This is the thing. He's out of contract in the summer. Right. Um, so if one of those three teams does put some money on the table, um, whether it's three, four million quid, some, something of that order, I would imagine, given given how long's left on his deal. Um, and he's on, I would imagine, 40 grand a week, give or take. Mm. Um, then I would imagine, I'd be surprised if we didn't take it. And I think um, he'd snap your hand off as well, given the Euros oh, he, coming up yeah, as yeah. well. And definitely, and he Premier would. He was. Um, I mean, he basically was putting in performances in August as soon as the transfer window shut, and he didn't get that move to Wolves that was that seemed to be basically nailed on. Um, yeah. All of a sudden, he wasn't interested. Um, so, I mean, quite frankly, I'd have just bombed him out at that point. But because we we obviously spent the money on Ross Stewart who came mm-hmm. in and has played 15 minutes of first-team football and is now likely out for the season. Mm-hmm. Um, we've kind of had to go back to um, to Shea and, and say, look, you might get your move in January, you might not, but at the end of the day, you're playing for a place in Germany next um, next summer. So mm-hmm. um, 
pull your finger out and let's let's see you actually scoring some goals. And in fairness, he's got four in his last seven, I think. So yeah, um, that's that's a decent return if you if you're getting getting those sort of goals from him. And Adam Armstrong's got thirteen, I think, uh, for the for the season. And players from midfield are contributing. So I think we're we've got got we've got plenty of goals in us. That was that was the issue at the start of the season was we're not sco- we're not finishing the chances we're creating, whereas mm. now we are. Um, yep. so it's, it's then, it then comes down to how well other teams can defend against us. Um, I don't know, don't know how Danny rolls, um, set you up so far in defensively, whether it's, a, whether his attitude has been right, let's be solid first and then we'll look to look to go forward. I think that that would be the most sensible approach, but he may have better ideas. Um, I, I tell you what, there, there was no, there was no way to go when you, when you were, you know, when you're bottom of the league with nowhere to go, you have to just try and improve everywhere as much as you mm. can. It, it, it just, just, just by any kind of uh, shade at any point. But, um, but Roll's got us, you know, keeping the ball out. Uh, you know, we've just signed a goalkeeper that, that's highly rated. We've just uh, loaned him from Brighton via Oxford. So uh, we'll see how that goes because our goalkeepers come under a serious amount of flack. Uh, and there'll be a few people listening to that laughing because it's me that's been giving it to him so uh, <laughs> so that's fun but yeah go on i know I, I know i cut you off earlier so give me a score prediction then steve um i think we should still have enough um mm-hmm. even even though obviously your your results have been massively improved um in this second quarter of the season um so have ours so i i still think that the ultimately the 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 quality should still tell out um and I think it'll probably be a two-nil. Yeah, could could happen. Could happen. I think you know. I think it's going to be a tough ask. I think, I think a, a low-scoring draw is probably the best we can ask for. Uh, and I think that's probably what I said on the pod last night. I hope it is. Normally, I write it down. Uh, yeah, I did. I went with one all. So, uh, so that's all right. Steve, listen. Thanks a lot, ladies and gents. Steve from uh, Total Saints Podcast. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxers coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points, back of the net. Lubosh! Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later! And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.